0: I've extricated everybody off. There was a massive gas leak caused by the collapse that is now under control. One of those vehicles was a city bus. Officials say 10 people were hurt. None seriously. Mayor Ed Ganey. This bipartisan infrastructure law. is critical to, to,
1: to southwest Pennsylvania and the city of Pittsburgh. We know we have bridges that we need to take care of.
0: Drivers are being told to avoid the area. Some local schools have switched to remote learning today. They're bracing for blizzard-like conditions in the northeast. The forecast calls for a major winter snowstorm with hurricane Force winds beginning tonight. Correspondent Mola Lange is at Nantasket Beach in Massachusetts.
2: Across the region, snow plows are ready to go, but many of the cleanup crews are operating with reduced staff, partly because of the pandemic. One local crew, for example, is working with just half of the usual team, which obviously means that it could take longer for the roads to be clear.
0: Boston is expecting about two feet of snow. Russian troops are still amassing near the Ukrainian border, but Moscow's foreign minister, claims there will be no war. There my... Lavrov warning Moscow will defend its interests. President Biden called U-Camp Crane's president last night and told him the U.S. is ready to respond decisively if Russia invades. There's information on the power of booster shots for people with weakened immune systems. The CDC says third shots reduce the risk of being hospitalized with COVID by about 88 percent. That's compared to 66 percent for act-risk people who've only gotten two shots. A new peer-reviewed study looks into why some child care centers stayed open over the past year and a half, and others didn't. CBS's Michael George.
3: Child care programs are less likely to close if they require kids to wear masks. A study at Yale tracked more than 6,000 child care centers through a year of the pandemic. It found programs that continued child masking reduced closures by 14%.
0: A mayor in Mississippi is withholding more than 110,000 Dollars in funding from Madison County Libraries until they get rid of all LGBTQ-related books. The system's executive director tells the Mississippi Free Press they're considering legal action after Ridgeland's Gene McPhee explained his opposition to what he called homosexual materials that go against his Christian beliefs. S&P futures are down 13. This is CBS News. THERE'S ALWAYS SOMETHING NEW UNDER THE SUN, CBS MORNINGS, WEEKDAYS ON CBS.
4: This financial update with CBS News Business Analyst Jill Schlesinger is sponsored by Indeed. Tax season is just a few months away.
0: Here's Jill with some simple advice. File electronically. IRS e-file is safe, easy, and it saves time. If you want to find quality
4: new hires in the new year, post on Indeed. When you sponsor a post, you'll get matched instantly with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your job description. Visit indeed.com slash this is your Wendy's wake-up call. Start your day with
2: a better breakfast and get a free drink with any of our morning-making breakfast sandwiches. That's your favorite drink in a Wendy's cup, free. Fresh-brewed coffee, free. Diet Coke, free. Vanilla Frosty Chino? That's cold brew plus frosty creamer plus free. So don't sleep on this deal. Get any size drink in a Wendy's cup, free, when you buy any breakfast sandwich. Choose
4: wisely.
0: Choose Wendy's.
4: Limited time only to participating Wendy's on the card only. Offer valid upon request on lowest-priced
0: qualifying item. Not valid for third-party delivery. Former President Trump's White House advisor has a new book. CBS's Monica Ricks has the details. Conway's publisher says the new memoir called Here's the Deal will give a -a one-of-a-kind perspective on the Trump administration, details on the former president himself, and what it was like being the first woman to run a winning presidential campaign in 2016. Conway also talks about her family life, including struggles with her husband and Trump critic George Conway. The 600-page book is set for release in late May. Kelly and Conway's book will be published by Simon and Schuster, which is owned by CBS. Someone new has just moved into the White House. The president and first lady have welcomed a cat named Willow. She's a two-year-old farm cat named for her hometown of Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. She has green eyes and gray and white hair. No word on how she gets along with her step-sib, Commander, the Biden's new German Shepherd puppy. Another major got the heave ho for bad behavior. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News.
4: Guys, stop putting your love life on hold. U.S. Pharmacy has some exciting news. If you've been wanting to try Viagra or Cialis, now's the perfect time. Call today and receive 90 little blue or little yellow pills for only 119 with free shipping. Why order some low-dose sildenafil from one of those subscription services when we can give you what you want now? Call 800-711-6818 and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Been thinking about trying Viagra or Cialis? Call U.S. Pharmacy at 800-711-6818 for as little as only 119 for 90 pills. Need your package in a hurry? Call 800-711-6818 and ask about our express shipping option, and we'll rush your order to you as soon as possible. Save money on this little blue or yellow pill you've been wanting to try. Again, 800-711-6818 now. That's 800-711-6818.
2: The NFL Playoffs are on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. After securing the win against the defending Super Bowl champions, the Rams look to defend their home stadium against the San Francisco 49ers. Westwood One's coverage of the NFL Playoffs on WATH is brought to you locally by Matthews Insurance and Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Tune in Sunday, January 30th after the conclusion of the AFC Championship game on WATH.
4: It's just one of those days. But wait! McDonald's Golden Arches a respite from the grind and your gateway to deliciousness like a classic McDouble paired with crispy golden fries or a McChicken or now pair it with tender juicy four-piece chicken McNuggets mix and match a McDouble McChicken four-piece chicken McNuggets or small fries choose any two for just $3.19 only at McDonald's prices and participation may vary cannot be combined with any other
2: offer or combo meal single item at regular price integrated services for behavioral health is the preeminent behavioral health organization in Southeast Ohio. It's an organization
4: of over 300 like-minded individuals that provide services to some of the most vulnerable populations believing in the resiliency of the individual. If you provide good services, if you care about the individual and you value communities, the opportunities
2: are endless. The NFL playoffs are on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are back in the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1988. They travel to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Westwood One's coverage of the NFL playoffs on WATH is brought to you locally by Snyder's Stro Jarrett Financial, Wendy's, and Donato's. Tune in Sunday, January 30th at 2 p.m. Rubbing reporter here. Excuse me, ma'am. I'll give you $14,934,386.83 if you can tell me the best place in town to get pops, chips, candy, sports drinks, and a lot more. Uh, Stop and Cop? That's right! Stop and Cop drive Through Carryout is the best place to get party stuff. Munchies, all kinds of pops and sodas. Excuse me? Candies galore, chips, sports drinks. Excuse me? Yes, what is it? What about my money? What money?
4: Something something million dollars.
2: Can't remember how much, huh? <laughs> Stop and Cop drive Through Carryout. 362 Richland Avenue, Athens. Proud supporter of high school sports. Hey, it's Foods Timely Topics NASCAR in LA, Mike Shank at Daytona, and snowmobile racing on the ice. That's
5: AutoSmarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM.
4: I am EPG, Tech. 2468. Who
2: do we appreciate? Oysters, Oysters, rah,
6: Coach Turf getting ready to go back on the road to try nitro tech for another
3: that's right we headed out to nitro west virginia we're playing uh, tnt this week and boy howdy i'm telling you we got to get all the fans interested making a road trip because i guarantee any fans what goes to this ball game is going to have a blast
6: coach a little bit of an unusual practice session we visited yesterday getting ready for the football game with tnt
3: that's right. You know, this is what you call your brilliant stroke of genius on the part of the coaching staff here. You know, what we've done is we subjected all of our boys to all the firing and all the grenades and all them cannon launches out there at the ROTC firing range just so they get used to all the atmosphere, what goes on out at the TNT Stadium.
6: What was the reaction of your players to that, uh, to that particular strategy?
3: We're all fired up. I I ain't never seen our boys fired up like they've been fired up for this ball game. You know, we done issued flak jackets to all the boys. We done issued bayonets to all the boys, and we done showed them John Wayne movies all last night.
6: So you think your game preparation has the team ready to... Pick up their first win of the season this week.
3: Well, that's right, and I am predicting that we are going to pick up our first victory of the season this week. We I am looking for a fine ball game on offense, a fine ball game on defense, a fine ball game from our special teams. So I think the fans, in addition to having a blast when they go to this ball game, are going to see a fine ball game.
6: We'll get a scouting report on TNT right after we pause for this message.
1: And speaking of TNT. THE ART TURF SHOW IS PROUDLY SPONSORED THIS MORNING BY DOLKALAX.
6: Well, Coach Turf, I know you had Coach Clark and Coach Lewis, your advanced scouting team, out looking at uh, TNT. And in addition to the uh, unusual circumstances surrounding their playing facilities, what have you been able to find out about their football team?
3: Well, not only that, they got a pretty strange place to play. And, and uh, not only that, uh, it, it's uh, got an unusual name. They, you know, it goes back to the, their coach, uh, Coach Credlow, Crosshair Credlow. You know, he was a, a bombardier on a B-17 back in WW2. You no, know, I didn't it, realize that. Well, yeah, you heard of it. It was in all the papers, WW2. And, and he was a bombardier on a lot of them missions. And the captain of that plane that they was flying in was a name named Dump, M.O. Dump, Captain Dump. And he was a real fond of that boy Credlow. And uh, when it come time for Coach Credlow to start coaching over to TNT, uh, Captain Dump decided to give all of his money so they could build a stadium over there, and they named it after him. So now they play in the ammo dump. Coach, we're
6: running a little bit short on time, and we still haven't gotten a scouting report on what they like to do.
3: Well, you know, you'd think a feller that uh, is, was a bombardier in the war and has a quarterback named Bombs Bennett would like to throw a lot of long passes, but no, he, they like to run their mind sweep left, mind sweep right, and uh, they use a running back named uh, Ricochet Russell. He bounces off all them tacklers.
6: Sounds like a tough assignment for your defense, Coach.
3: No big deal. Our boy's been bouncing off running backs for years now.
7: Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Ah,
8: yes, it is. Yeah, we're on a level two, folks. The main roads are in pretty good shape. It's everywhere else. It's a Friday. Yaba daba do. It's official now, and this is the party line on 970 AM, 97.1 FM, Athens, Ohio. Good morning to you all. Welcome. Good morning, Scott. Good and, morning. Um, let's see here. What 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 all? First off, um, we went to a level one about one. I think it was one forty-six this morning, and then we we went to a level two in the four o'clock hour, and uh, then at five o four, my phone rings, and it's the uh, superintendent Tom Gibbs. Uh, with his, really, he always is creative with those uh, messages. He writes poems. He does uh, puns. He does all sorts of things. But basically, the word was sc- no school, right? And um, confirm that for me. We didn't. Athens is closed, right?
1: Yeah, all Athens County public schools are closed. Okay, thank all five. You. I had Athens
8: schools. L- I hadn't looked at the list yet, so I needed your help there. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> But to call it 504, (laughs) my phone's ringing. Oh, well.
1: They got to do what they got to do. Yeah, we have level two snow emergencies all over southeast Ohio, too. Sure. See if I can recall them. Athens, Hawking, Megs, Morgan, Vinton, Washington counties that come to mind right now.
8: And I understand other parts of the state are getting more than we are, right?
1: Uh, that's quite possible. There, well, I think we're, we're part of this nor'easter that is supposedly right. heading to, up the coast. Yes. And yes. that Boston could see record amounts of snow. That's uh, what they're concerned about. Yeah. So I think we are like on the outer edge of it. Right.
8: Well, anyway, uh, it is what it is, so be careful. Make your planning, um, um, you know, plan around all of this, and um, just be careful. All right, well, it's January 28th, and, of course, the year is 2022. On this date of January 28th, what... What national days do we have? So today is National Gift of the Ladybug Day. Scott, I'm shaking my head. I hear it. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of loose stuff in there. Uh, (laughs) Gift of the Ladybug Day. Okay, now ladybugs, they don't particularly bother me. But uh, is there something they're good at, and is there something, um,
1: or is this just sort of a a joke? This is uh, regarding a book written by Carol Mack called The Gift of the Ladybug. What? It follows a story of a family of horses who discover their child is a ladybug and will not live very long. The ladybug reassures the horses by saying I'm a ladybug I don't know how to be a horse I only know how to be a ladybug so every day hundreds of families receive a diagnosis that puts their child's life in danger and the ladybug serves as the perfect symbol of a child faced with a critical illness now the ladybug's yeah the ladybug's life may be short but she's perfect just the way he uh she is whatever gender yeah yeah Um, that's what it says here about what is in the book so this is part this day is part of a movement that offers a way for parents to embrace their children exactly as they are and it goes on to encourage to join the movement and embrace being exactly as you are now i wonder what
8: percentage Of any group of people. And and that could include our audience this morning. Would have known that. When I first said the national gift of the Ladybug Day. What a great story though. Yeah. Wow, that's... I thought we were just literally talking about
1: a ladybug. Yeah, and the the benefits of a ladybug. But yet, it goes on to be a very encouraging thing to help children with those uh, critical illnesses.
8: Well, that's the first thing mentioned. We'll go on with the list. Today is National Fun at Work
1: Day. Oh, that's every day here. You know, it really is.
8: (laughs) It really is. Um, This is a a fun business. It can be stressful at times. Of course. But, but, uh, you know, all businesses are. Um, But people that, um, it's been this way all my life. As I've worked in showbiz and in broadcasting, um, people love what they're doing. That doesn't mean they don't complain here and there. Oh, I'm not making enough money. You know, you always hear that in any job, but um, or or the hours or whatever. But basically, they love it. Now let's see here. I think I got a phone call. Let me hit my buttons just right. Yes. Good. Good morning.
9: Good morning. All. Um, Joe fans want to know: Will you be broadcasting this game on Sunday?
8: Yeah, but we started the promos. Oh. And they were on. They've been on the air all morning. We just got that uh, confirmed yesterday around noon. Good. Well, um. Now, I'll. I, did I tell this story on the air before?
9: Yeah, you said you had to ask for permission because okay. you weren't part of the.
8: Okay, I guess I have mentioned it then. Yeah, that's why
9: I knew to call. Okay, I didn't so, hear any of the promos this morning, but...
8: Okay, well, they're there. Uh, Connor's doing them. Um, this is... Um, let's see here. This is a very odd situation in my mind. Um... But if you are a pro team, and you have a radio network, right, which most of them do, um, to, to not insist that you have the rights for your affiliates to, to broadcast the full season, whatever it may turn out to be, whether it includes postseason games and even the Super Bowl, um, uh, that is just beyond me that they would agree to anything other than that. Now, that's the team itself. But, as it turns out, there are a number of teams who have not done that. And the Bengals were one of them. So once they got past,
1: what do you call it? What level, Scott? Well, the divisional playoffs. Okay, once they the got past that. Championship game Sunday.
8: Their broadcasters are no longer involved, and the rights go to a company that has um, bid on them for the NFC playoff, AFC playoff. Am I saying this
1: right? AFC now? and NFC championships. Yeah, okay. Games. P-
8: p- championships. Yeah. And then the Super Bowl, and then there's one other. The Pro Bowl. Pro Bowl. Okay. So um, we had to go to um, a separate company. They're well-known nationally. I won't name them, though. And um, and asked them for permission to continue. Basically, uh, they drug their feet. And so yesterday, I got on the phone and called someone I knew within that company, and we had it fixed up within minutes. So we've been unable to say for sure that we were going to be able to air those games until, I think it was 1 o'clock yesterday.
9: That means we won't have the regular uh, announcers. It'll be different voices.
8: Yes, correct. And they're and, doing these games nationwide, of course.
9: And I know it's the start, what does it come on, about 2 o'clock? Or it's a 3.30 Well,
8: I tell you what, we just happened to have the promo. Uh, I just pulled it up, or, well, Scott, help me, while we've been talking. So just wait a minute and listen, okay? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs>
2: The NFL playoffs are on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are back in the AFC Championship game for the first time since 1988. They travel to Arrowhead Stadium to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Westwood One's coverage of the NFL playoffs on WATH is brought to you locally by State Farm Insurance Agency agent Shauna Stump, the Laurels of Athens, and Threefold Roasters. Tune in Sunday, January 30th at 2 p.m.
8: Okay, two p.m. Did you catch that? Yes. Now there's probably a pregame show. No,
9: that's what that's a pregame. I think the show. That's uh, what I mean.
8: Right. That's probably. You know, the game might be at three or. Three thirty. Yeah. Something.
9: But the. uh, the OSU basketball game won't be broadcast at all then, because no use getting started on that. Then have to switch to this, or what are you going to do?
1: Okay, they play Saturday. Oh. Ohio State basketball. Oh, I thought they were on Sunday. I
9: heard some promo. Yeah. Wow, that's well, great. Boy, it certainly is beautiful out there this morning, isn't <laughs> but it?
8: Uh, let me make sure. Even in my own head, I don't have it straight. The Westwood stuff, which means these final football games, is aired on FM? AM. The- on WATA. Yeah,
1: 970 right, right nine seventy and ninety seven Right where
8: we are right now. Right. Okay.
1: Oh yeah, Barry, you're right. It is the game is Sunday. They had it advertised as Saturday yesterday. Not here, but on T V, but it's Sunday at noon, so that game may be over by the time we get to uh the two o'clock opening. Right, but the- they
9: won't be able to be on for hours of discussing how wonderful. Has been this no, year. the
1: post game. No, right. it won't be be on yes. there too. We'll go right to the coverage of the uh, Bengals game at two so, o'clock.
9: You really are the sports broadcasters of <laughs> Southeast Ohio.
8: Well, I, I, we do our best. Yeah, you do a great job. Okay,
9: and and I'm enjoying the fun you're having this morning. It's it's nice to have such an influential host to to know that we can call and talk to him. <laughs>
8: Okay. Thank you. (laughs) We'll see you. Bye-bye. All right. Um, Let's see here. I forget where we were. Oh, Mercy, we've only done two days or two things on the national day calendar. Yeah.
1: National gift of the ladybug day. Hey, speaking of ladybugs, real quick here. Uh, I looked up the benefits of them. It is a beneficial bug that helps rid an area of crop-damaging aphids, mealybugs, and other destructive insect pets. The adult ladybugs feed on these insects. They also lay their eggs among the aphids or other prey so the emerging larvae can feed on those insects that damage crops. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I, I know up
8: at the tower house, up at the FM tower. Once in a while, we'll have just a slew of them on the siding of the house, in the sun, and it seems to be like only a one or two day thing. But anyway, of course, I don't know my bugs that well. I think they're ladybugs. Maybe there's something else. Oh well, enough, enough, enough. Let's, uh, we only have two things in, and we already got another phone call. Good morning.
7: Hey, hey uh, Scott. The problem with your description is that what we're seeing is not the ladybug; it's the Asian beetle.
1: Wow.
7: And the Asian beetle doesn't like aphids.
1: Well, I don't write them; I just read them.
7: I know, but I'm just saying <laughs> the ladybug does feed on aphids. The problem is when they when they introduced this particular Asian beetle to, into our area. Um, for that purpose, for the aphids, they didn't like them. They don't like aphids. They're Asian beetles. They're not ladybugs.
1: Yeah, no, that, no, it does no, say beetles too. Ladybugs or lady beetles.
7: I uh, know it's lady beetle, but these are Asian beetles. There is a difference, and they do not feed on aphids. For the reason that they were brought in,
8: so I how you they didn't that. serve.
7: They didn't serve the purpose for which they were brought in. They just. Invaded
8: the heck out of it. Let me ask you this. I have two questions for you. First off, if we had a ladybug and an Asian beetle side by side, would we be able to tell the difference?
7: You probably wouldn't, no.
1: We could ask
8: him. My second question... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Which one are you?
1: That's right.
8: (laughs) My second question... What is an electronics expert? Why do you know so much about this? I farm, David. Okay. You do that too, huh? I do. All right. He's a farmer.
7: Have a good day. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you.
8: (laughs) Bye-bye. 970-WATH. Dave Russell calling in there.
1: Yes, from TV Supply Company. Okay.
8: Okay. So, once again, and here comes another caller. <laughs> I'm, I'm never going to get farther. Good morning. Tickety-poo.
5: Tickety-poo. Yay. Boy, I love this warming, this climate warming, I tell you. <laughs> it's beautiful, isn't it?
8: Yeah, well,
1: <laughs>
8: I, I, I you know, I lived out in Wyoming and, and Colorado and all that stuff, and I don't mind this, really, Um They have it a third of the year out there. We generally have it for a week or two. Um, Yeah. Yeah, My
5: youngest son was Air Force, and he was stationed at Randall Air Force Base in Cheyenne.
8: Yeah, yeah. It's a big, big facility.
5: Yes, sir. He was, uh, well, MP, I forget what the Air Force calls them, special service or something like that. And every three months, they loaded him up. He had a .45 on his hip, a M4 carbine, and he rode in a Humvee with an M60 carbine, and they took supplies up the mountain yeah. to the missile sites. So he said about three-hour drive. Right. Each way. And I'm thinking, here he is, 18 years old, and they're loading him up with all this firepower. Are they crazy?
8: <laughs> well.
5: But, you know, he... he I'm telling you, he, he, the Air Force turned him a 360, and I am so proud of him.
8: I, I was going to make some point like that. You know, 18, when you are in the service, the expectation and the way, uh, it, it matures you quickly.
5: Yes, sir, it does.
8: And yeah, but- not in a bad way. um in a great way, really. My experience was amazing.
5: Well, his graduation was—he was at he trained at San Antonio, Texas. So went there for his base at uh, his police graduation training. We went out to eat, and he loved Mexicans, So we went to a Mexican place, and the waiters came over, the waitress, wanted to order. And he was saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am.
8: Yeah, and,
5: yeah. And I'm like. Where's my boy at? What did he do? What's <laughs> my son? Good Lord. What did he do to him? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I couldn't be more prouder. And my other son, I'm proud of, I'm proud of both my boys. Of course. Both of them turned out
8: good. Yep. Which I'm
5: thankful. I'm thankful. Nowadays, you don't know what's going to happen to your kids.
8: Well. You try,
5: you try your best to raise them right, make them do good, and it's just whatever – Floats their boat anymore.
8: Uh, I, you know, I understand where you're coming from. I really do. But um, I rather think positively, if possible.
5: Oh, me too. I've always tried, (coughs) and sometimes I don't know. Sometimes you want to give up. You're like, no, I'm not giving up. My parents never gave up on me, and I'm not giving up.
8: I get it. So. Hey, you have I, a great weekend.
5: Y'all too, and go Bengals Who Day every day. Yeah, baby. <laughs> who
1: Day. Who Day.
5: Since, since 1969,
1: I've been a Bengals fan. Yeah, baby. Who Day. Who Day say going to beat them Bengals.
8: Well, you know they have a game this weekend, right?
5: Yes, sir, Sunday,
8: 3.30. Just thought I'd tell you in case you didn't know. <laughs> Okay.
5: Hey, I, everybody's reminding me. Don't forget who day And on my phones blowing up with Facebook from friends. <laughs> who know. days Sunday? Who days Sunday.
8: <laughs> That's cool. Hey, you take Only care, days. Don.
5: Y'all have a great weekend and be careful out there.
1: Likewise. Thank you. You too. All
5: right. If I was an Eskimo, I'd be in heaven today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or a penguin. <laughs> yep. Okay. Later. Well, later. See you, Don. Okay.
8: Um, let's see here. Um,
1: I thought you were going to another call there when well, you said, let's see here. Well, I was just glancing. Um, okay.
8: So we've gotten two things done. National gift of the ladybug day, national fun at work day. Today is also national big wig day. All right. It's data privacy day. Boy, that's confusing. It's National Blueberry Pancake Day. That sounds good. Mm -hmm. And National Kazoo Day. You know, years ago, I had some silly idea. And I went and bought 30 kazoos. And we promoted on the air that we were going to have a kazoo concert by our staff members. And we did it in front of the station out in our parking lot where all the snow is right now and invited people to come by. We gave them a glass of lemonade and I'll bet you we had 70 people come by
1: (laughs) while we played kazoos.
8: (laughs) And we weren't very
1: good. (laughs) All right, kazoos. Not many notes you could hit on those. I, I think
8: I know where that kazoo that Of course, each staff member, I gave them their kazoo, but I think I know where mine is back on my
1: desk. Oh, man, those are so fun and so annoying to those that did not have kazoos or did not like them.
8: Okay, our uh, trivia question for the day. Okay, which Shakespeare play asks the question, to be or not to be? Was it Hamlet, The Tempest, Macbeth, or Julius Caesar?
1: Oh, boy. I'm not a Shakespeare aficionado, but... Nor am I. Um, I'm going to... It's got to be Hamlet, doesn't You're, it? You are correct. Okay.
8: And of the people who took this uh, online thing, 57% knew the answer. I did, too. Uh, Because I've done that play a couple
1: times. Oh, yeah? Did you have that particular line in your
8: character? No, I have only been in two or three shows myself. To be or not. Be. My, my thing was lighting and sound in the set, right? I was a tech guy. All right. It's on this day in history. I'm 37 already. <laughs> you laughing back there? I mean? no, I'm just
1: thinking, you know, you got a, a thrill earlier today. You got a wagon wheel donut. From oh, yeah, Four yeah. four-mile bakery, and we've had calls. We've had interesting topics, interesting phone calls, conversation. Four it mile bakery was, it was just an an admirable admiring laugh back back here too like we also have um so far along that one of my dad's yeah.
8: commentaries uh, on cue here uh, where he talks about barns but uh, let's do on this day in history in the year fifteen twenty one on this date of january twenty eighth Emperor Charles V. opens the Diet of Worms in Worms, Germany, which lasts until May 25th, produced the Edict of Worms, which denounced Martin Luther. I don't think I want to know any more about that. Let's go on. eighteen oh seven on this date. London's Paul Mall is First Street lit by gaslight. You know those those glass uh, gas lights. See if I can say that right. Gaslights, I think there's so much more inviting and warm and appealing. Now, of course, they don't put out nearly the, the lumens, the brightness that, uh, well, now nowadays it's LED, right?
1: <laughs> pretty much yeah <clears throat> anyway you know that term gaslighting is a is a present-day term that's used more and more i don't know if you've ever heard that or not about someone that tries to manipulate somebody else by some type of psychological means into questioning the other person's sanity they start Stoke the use coals it, and then they walk a, away from it. Use it in a sentence. Uh, let's see. Um, Gaslight. Uh, let's see something. It, it's kind of like a partner doing something abusive, then denying that it happened. Uh, uh, let's no, see. I have had. I have no knowledge of. Okay, this. how about this? In the first episode, uh, George is being gaslighted. Uh, by his wife. Huh. I've never heard that used like that. Oh, yeah. It's a lot. I've heard it used in a lot of politics where somebody, a politician, will start something and then they walk away from it. Or, let's say, an individual starts something and get people what's, um, riled up and then he walks, he or she, doesn't matter.
8: What's the, it's the Zenner house, right? Down on, um. Utah place? Uh, the, the, I think, yeah. The Zenner House. They have gas lights. Um, one on either side of the main entrance, and I think there's even one or two out on the uh, sidewalk-like uh, lampposts. Oh, yeah. I th- Yeah,
1: I've seen those. And those are pretty cool. They are. I do like them.
8: All right, well, let's move on. Okay. 1813 on this date. On this date. Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice is published by Thomas um, Eagerton, Egerton over in the United Kingdom. 1933, the name Pakistan is coined by, oh boy, Chaudhry, Ramat Ali and is gradually accepted by Muslims in the Indian subcontinent who use it to push for a separate Muslim homeland in South Asia. Okay, famous birthdays. Oh, I'm, I'm stumped already. There's a picture of a woman, and they simply say Colette, C-O-L-E-T-T-E. Born on this date in 1873, died in 1954.
1: Who is that? Sidonie Gabriela Colette, known mononymously as just Colette, as you mentioned, was a French author and woman of letters. She is also known as a mime, actress, and journalist. She is best remembered for her 1944 novel, uh, novella, Gigi which is basis uh, for the 1958 film and the 1973 stage production of the same name.
8: Okay, next we have, uh, these are famous birthdays, in the year 1841 on this date, Henry Morton Stanley. He uh, went on to live until 1904.
1: Sir Henry Morton Stanley... Was a Welsh-American explorer, journalist, soldier, colonial administrator, author, politician, who was famous for his exploration of Central Africa and uh, his search for life there. Uh,
8: two more. Um, the next one is Robert McClure. He was born on this date in 1807. He died in 1873. Um. Hmm. Okay, what what's what's his story? Robert McClure. Born in 1870? No, 1807.
1: 1807. Okay. Let's try he, that. He died in 1873. Is it MCC?
8: M C then capital C
1: L U R E. Okay. He was an Irish explorer of scottish descent to explore the arctic in 1854 he traversed the northwest passage by boat and sledge and was the first to circumnavigate the Americas Wow. Uh,
8: the Dave machine just sent me a text message he thought you all would like to know um, you know, Amy on Jeopardy? Yeah, Schneider. Uh, yesterday, she received the cash. one million three hundred and eighty four thousand eight hundred dollars before taxes. <laughs> He's always full of such uh, amazing facts. Okay. The last birthday is Elijah Wood, who's uh, still alive. Today's his 41st birthday. Um, he looks familiar to me.
1: Elijah Wood is an American actor and producer, best known for his portrayal of Frodo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings film trilogy and The Hobbit, okay. an unexpected journey. Wood made his film debut with the small part in... Back to the Future, Part 2.
8: We have two famous deaths to bring up. Both of them are long ago. Uh, Charlemagne. Born in 17... I'm sorry, born in 742 A.D. Died in 1814 A.D. on this date. <laughs> uh, I said 1814. Eight. Let me do this again. He was born in 742, died in 814. There you go. Um, on this date, Charlemagne.
1: Uh, I had I, I got a little thought there when I read this a little bit. Charlemagne, or Charles the Great, here's why, he was the king of the Franks. Okay, that made me think of the commercial... Oscar Mayer Wieners, Mm -hmm. King of the Franks, yeah, hot dogs, yeah, from seven sixty eight, King of the Lombards, from seven seventy four, and Emperor of the Romans from eight hundred during the early Middle Ages, Charlemagne united the majority of Western and Central Europe. Uh,
8: the The last one we have to do is Henry the Eighth, the Eighth I am, (laughs) Henry the Eighth, the Eighth I am, yes, uh, however that goes. Anyway, born in 1491, died on this date in 1547.
1: Henry VIII, I.M.I.M., was the king of England from April 1509 until his death in 1547. Henry is best known for writing songs for Herman's Hermits that became a number one hit. No, I'm kidding. He is best known for his six marriages, including his efforts to have his first marriage annulled.
8: Well, wrapping up the week here, folks, um, you know, I, we talked about the snow off and on throughout the show this morning and Scott before me all morning. And, um, you know, it's beautiful out there. That was such a fine snow. It's still doing it, by the way. At least here on Columbus Road. We have a very fine grain of snow, almost a powder coming down. But, you know, when when you have that, every single little limb um, has an accumulation. So it's just beautiful.
1: Yeah, catches it all. I saw some really neat scenery in the tall pine trees up here on the hill. Sure at the cut in the hill, what you could see anyway with the snow covering the branches of that? Well, um,
8: the U.S. economy, um, the officials are saying it has expanded. What do we mean? The U.S. economy grew last year at the fastest rate in more than three decades as it rebounded from the from the pandemic-related restrictions.
1: I'd like to know where they got their information from. This
8: is according to new data released yesterday. The country's gross domestic product grew at 5.7% over the year. That's the highest since 1984. Incidentally, in 1984, it saw a 7.2% increase. The data showed the gross domestic product grew even faster in the final quarter, the fourth quarter, between October and December, expanding to 6.9% on an annualized uh, rate. The GDP growth was driven by increased inventories in the retail and wholesale industry, as well as consumer spending. The latter got a boost from stimulus payments and other pandemic relief aid from the government. Economists expect the GDP to slow this year with rising inflation in COVID-19 cases. The International Monetary Fund estimates the country's GDP, GDP to grow 4.4% during 2022. This is a weird story I found. A specially formulated drug cocktail. Now, that sounds like you go to a bar and order it, but it, no, we're talking about a mixture. A mixture can spur the regrowth of a lost leg in frogs. That's according to researchers this week. The the results represent a major breakthrough in the field of regenerative science. The species under study, the African clawed frog, is unable to naturally regrow limbs. In the study, frogs who had lost a limb had a silicon cap filled with five separate drugs applied to the, acted to mimic an amniotic or embryo-like environment. I pronounced that pretty good the capsule encouraged tissue and bone regrowth rather than the closing of the wound surprisingly the treatment was only applied for 24 hours after which limb regrowth proceeded over the following 18 months The new leg was nearly fully functional with active nerves and bone structure. Well, the study suggests some animals have a dormant regenerative ability. It remains to be seen, of course, whether the application may be transferred for human use. But what an odd story. yes let's do the uh, Fred Palmer commentary now before we find ourselves short on time Um, I wish we had a date from which this uh, first was written and aired but we don't but here is uh, my dad Fred Palmer and the topic barns friends
10: 50 years ago the big barn on the farm was a very special place It had a special smell of livestock, hay, grain, old leather, harness, everything that went into a big barn. After World War II, there were more than 15 million barns in the United States. Today, most of them are gone. The horses gave way to the tractor, which is kept in a shed. Cattle have a modern milking parlor. Hay does not go into the mouth. It is baled or rolled into big rolls and left in the open field. Machinery is either kept in a pole shed or left out in the weather with an extra coat of paint. We don't see many chicken coops anymore. We have huge chicken factories of 100,000 or more. Eggs roll onto an endless belt. It It is all mechanized. The chicken broiler business is a big business, starting with a Mr. Jewel in Gainesville, Georgia. Until just lately, the largest chicken broiler plant in Ohio was just northwest of Lancaster on Route 33. The granary which was standard on every farm is gone. It is rare to see a corn crib anymore. We're going to miss the big barn. It had a presence all of its own. Believe it or not, it had a rural culture that nothing can replace. Many a farm family built a small temporary house to live in, but a big substantial barn because the barn was the heart and center of the farm. The success of the farm depended on the big barn. The new house came years later the biggest barn in the world was built by an immigrant from germany and located near springfield ohio a barn near delaware is used as an auction center the barn at renfro valley is a famous entertainment theater but some of us old-timers can shut our eyes and see and smell and even hear the old barn the horses eating hay the cows chewing their cud a chicken proudly cackling over a fresh laid egg the purring of a cat and we can breathe in that special smell of the big barn. Just what you like to know.
8: Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I can remember all of that. I can even sense it with my eyes closed. Uh, the tack room. You know, the smell of the leather. And, um, well, yep, I get it. Well, let's see here, another story in the news. There's a convoy, now this is, well, let me just read it. A convoy of Canadian long-haul truckers is expected to begin arriving in the capital city of Ottawa, that's up in Canada today. Protesting required COVID-19 protocols for drivers transporting goods across the country's U.S. border. Officials estimated up to 2,000 of these trucks may arrive in the city with parallel protests planned uh, over the following week. As of January 15th, unvaccinated truckers are required to quarantine and get tested for COVID-19 upon re-entry from the U.S. The rules themselves may be moot. A U.S.-based mandate requiring full vaccination for non-U.S. citizens crossing the border came into effect Saturday. The Canadian, the Canadian Trucking Alliance says around 85% of affected drivers are already vaccinated, though organizers say the protest is focused on broad vaccine mandates from the government. Incidentally, land transport between the two countries, U.S. and Canada, accounts for almost $500 billion in traded goods each year. let's see here in related news crowdfunding site gofundme has frozen nearly 4.7 million in donations until convoy organizers can show a plan for the use of the funds hmm. well what's uh, what are your Burning plans for the weekends, Scott. Bengals,
1: getting ready for the Bengals game. Bobcats game tonight. Uh, men's basketball at the State University of New York at Buffalo, which we refer to here Sunni. in this area as UB.
8: Oh, okay. <laughs> SUNY Buffalo.
1: Yeah, and uh, the Bobcats will take on the Bulls. Bulls having a decent season. I think they're ten and seven, and four and three in the MAC. But the Bobcats are red hot. Uh, Game time is at 7, uh, pre Pre-game at 6.30 here on our sister station, the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats, Power 105. You can see the game on ESPNU channel. Okay, so tune in here on Power 105 and watch the game uh, tip off at 7 p.m. Bengals play at 3.05 on Sunday. And as you heard from the promotion earlier, in the show uh, pregame at 2 p.m. on Sunday all right Ohio State basketball at noon on Sunday and then we'll go right into the pregame for uh, the Bengals AFC championship game this is the final four of pro football essentially you know we have the final four in college basketball this is the final four of pro football and the Bengals are one of the last four teams in there no one except the Bengals and Joe Burrow And true Bengals fans thought that they would get here. So go Joe, go Bengals, win it all. Absolutely. And
8: you can hear it all right here. Yes. Folks, have a marvelous weekend out there. Please be careful.
7: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast
10: Ohio, AM 970
8: and 97.1 FM,
4: WATH.
0: I'm Deborah Rodriguez. They're picking up the pieces in Pittsburgh after a two-lane bridge collapsed over a creek, just miles from where President Biden is scheduled to speak today. Rescuers repelled almost 150 feet. Others formed a human chain to help people get out of a dangling bus. 10 are hurt. Allegheny County Executive Rich Fitzgerald.
7: Thankfully, at this point, the preliminary reports are minor injuries or injuries that are non-life-threatening might be a better way to say that. This is a major artery. A a lot of work's going to need to be done. I'm Stephen Portnoy. The collapsed bridge over a creek in Pittsburgh's biggest municipal
10: park is about five